is here. Well, almost. The off-season is another day long because we just can't get enough rain in southwest Ohio. I'm Jeff, and that silence is because Tom and Kim aren't able to be here. So for this show, I am the three old Reds fans coming to you from Studio 82, just down the street from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, the famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds legend, Bumpus Jones. So yeah, I'm doing the show by myself today. Uh, Tom and Kim are just tied up with things in life and just can't, we just couldn't make it get together. But stay tuned, it's not just me. I've got a guest, a great guest with some uh, Reds history and he got to experience the World Series uh, this past year in a unique way. So um, just hang on, his name is Lynn and we're gonna talk to him a little bit. I interviewed him the other day and uh, you'll be hearing out here in just a little bit as I, after I just roll through a few things talking about the season. Follow us on your favorite podcast app or website and leave us a review. And if you listen on iTunes, please make it a five-star review. That will help other Reds fans find us. Um, when I go on there and search Reds podcasts or Cincinnati Reds, I don't ours doesn't come up. So I think if we get some reviews on there, when people start searching Cincinnati Reds, then maybe ours will pop up as a choice. Also, as a reminder, we have six possible levels of support beginning at a dollar a month. Uh, with rewards at each level from being mentioned on the show to being a guest someday. So we're looking to upgrade equipment and need some help with that. If we had that, we could do some phone interviews, and uh, I could even maybe have one of these guys on the phone tonight with me, uh, but they're just not here and able to do that. So at any rate, let's. Uh, opening day is Friday. As you, oh, If you're a Reds fan, you know that by now. And we're going to talk uh, soon when the other guys are here. Just about some predictions and what we think about is going to happen with the season and probably get, do some victory predictions, but I'm going to hold off on that today, wait for my partners to be here. But I wanted to just go ahead and talk through some uh, reasons or if these things happen type of things, uh, that the Reds could have a good season. Uh, maybe uh, get to that you know, 500 mark or be playing meaningful games in uh, August and maybe even September. And that's what we all want. I think we all are hopeful that, hey, this pitching staff is going to be good, you know, and a couple of these uh, bats are going to be even better, and we're going to figure out some stuff. Uh, Jesse Winker is going to be our answer in the leadoff spot, and Nixon Zell is going to come up and uh, start playing like an all-star right away. So these are things we hope for. All these things really happen. All the things go really right. Yeah, they could be in that thing uh, at the end. Um, one thing about the pitching staff to think about is that we like those arms. Uh, the four guys that are there right now are the four guys, if you remember in the past, we talked about, I made predictions back in August, sitting with Kim one day at lunch and said who I thought the, maybe it was September, I think it was early September actually, right around Labor Day. And I said, well, here's the five guys I think would be in a rotation next year. I said Bailey, Romano, um, Castillo, Molly and Stevenson. Well, Stevenson, I whiffed on. Obviously, he is not with the Reds. He's going to be in AAA. Uh, they haven't given up on him, but he's down there. And maybe he just needs a little more time of getting loose and ready before he starts to find the strike zone like we need him to. He still has great stuff, as everybody says. Um, and I made that prediction based on that because I wasn't convinced of De Sclafani and Finnegan being healthy. And as it turns out, you know, I hate, I hate that I'm right, but I was right. I wish I wasn't, but, I, you know, you just had to think that that might happen. Now, I think Finnegan 
is going to be back soon, and hopefully he'll be the fifth starter. I mean, Garrett's built good in the spring, but um, if Finnegan's healthy, I think uh, that's where we need to go. And I think Amir Garrett could be a really good pitcher out of the bullpen for this team, and the bullpen needs strengthened as well. So I've uh, also started writing for a new website called LockedOnReds.com. Uh, they have podcasts with that, too. Um, a guy named James Rapine does those podcasts uh, daily about the Reds. And uh, they're usually short, like 15 minutes usually. Um, so listen to us. Listen to him, too, on a daily basis. Get some daily updates and then, you know, catch up with us every week or 10 days, too, and um, to have our take and just hear lots of different stuff about the Reds. Well, um, James is looking for some writers for the site, and uh, some of you I've probably alluded to, at least in the past, I've I've had a long uh, journalistic journalism career writing and so forth. And, and so I've, I said, yeah, hey, James, I'd like to write for you. So he uh, brought me on board. And I just put up a piece last night on this LockedOnReds.com about the headline is 10 Reasons to Start the Reds Season Optimistic. And so I just kind of went through some things that I like, not necessarily predictions, but things that if these things happen or if at least a lot of them happen, or several of them happen, and a couple to some degree, and maybe one or two doesn't. Um, you know, and other there's other things we could you could pick twenty things. I just did it as a list of ten things that stuck out to me. Um, and obviously, you know, there's no particular order in there, but go on and uh, see what take a look at that, and let me know what you think. Uh, I'm on Twitter at jw underscore gilbert, and of course our three old at three old Reds fans. Twitter page as well, Twitter account. We'd love you to follow us there. We're slowly building a listenership there, our followership, excuse me. Um, and our um, our uh, Facebook page, just search Three Old Red Fans on Facebook and follow us there. A lot of times we are, we're getting to the point where we're going to be doing some, uh, some of our podcasts on Facebook Live as well, so you can see them sooner um, and so forth if you have a chance to do that. So that would be, uh, anyway, so you could do that. But as I went through this list of top 10, my first one was uh, that I put on there was to figure out the leadoff spot. You know, I don't care if it's Billy Hamilton or Jesse Winker or Joey Vada. I mean, it's, let's figure out who it's going to be and make it work. would love to see it work for Billy Hamilton. I know speed is not as highly regarded at the top of the lineup as it used to be in baseball. But, boy, when you got it, you, you got to try to make it work. And they have, and maybe time is up on trying to make it work. But, you know, I think Brian Price is still going to give it a shot this year and see. Um, he's going to make let Billy play his way out of it, I think, or play his way into it. Uh, Jesse Winker, may, you know, I don't think you're going to see him in the lineup every day. And maybe when he plays, he leads off. Uh, maybe we see a little bit of both of those guys this year, or at least for a part of the season, so we see kind of how it works. So that, if that gets figured out, and at some point, especially first half of the season, it's like, this is our guy and he performs well, that makes this team better. I think, you know, the, the injuries we had in the starting rotation last year were, you know, historic almost, probably. Uh, we had 16 different starters. Uh, we didn't get a full season out of anybody. I think if at least three guys can stay healthy and dependable all season and get Every start that we want them to, maybe miss one or two here and you know, for for whatever reason, but basically be those guys 
I think that makes us win more games. And it doesn't matter who those three are. You know, right now we've got Bailey, Castillo, Romano, Molly, and then either Finnegan or Garrett. Maybe Stevenson comes back in a month and pitches great the rest of the season. I'm not really expecting that, but you get the point. It doesn't matter who the three guys are. If we get three guys who have are dependable, get us into the sixth and seventh inning every night, have a decent numbers, keep this, keep us in ball games instead of what we dealt with last year, uh, where a quality start was about four innings for a Reds pitcher. That's uh, that's what we need. So that's another one. And of course, along with that, fewer starting pitchers than last year. Yeah, you're not gonna just you're not gonna get by with five guys all year. That happened once a few years ago with Cueto and Latos and Leak and those guys. But that's that's not gonna happen. But if we at least do it with fewer, you know, the Astros had 11 last year and still won a World Series. Now, I'm not comparing us to the Astros by any means. You can do it now with more guys starting, but 16 is too many, and we would all agree on that because you end up bringing up guys to, to start who you knew last year when they were starting were not going to be in the mix this year. So we, we've got to avoid that. Suarez got a multi-year deal just now. So now we have him and Barnhart and Votto for multiple years. And whether you like long-term contracts or not, if there's at least if there's a couple guys in this lineup who, after this season, make the front office make Dick Williams say, you know, we need to we need to commit to these guys and give them a five-year deal or whatever the case may be. That's a good sign. That means we're winning more games. So if that kind of thing happens, that's good. Joey Votto, it's hard to imagine him not in the top 10 in MVP voting if he stays healthy. So if we could get another guy, get top 10 MVP votes, or, you know, actually even get an MVP vote, period, that would be great. Nobody but Votto has gotten an MVP vote for the Reds since Johnny Cueto and Devin Mazzarocco in 2014. So that would be great. Uh, bench production needs to improve. And I think uh, with the four-man outfield, we'll always have one of those guys on the bench. That'll help. Mazzarocco looks good this spring. So if he swings a bat well. I like Philip Irvin on the team. I'd kind of like to see Brandon Dixon and Alex Blandino. There are younger guys, but... Not sure about Pennington and Goslin. Goslin, I think I like his bat a little bit more. At least we went to Irvin. At least we didn't keep Ben Revere, which I think would have been a big mistake. At least we went to a younger guy there. I kind of wish we'd have gone all younger guys, give them some development time. But maybe if these other two, Pennington and Goslin, are not getting it done, maybe we see those guys at some point. The bullpen can't melt down like it did the last two years. Of course, that goes. The starting rotation is, part, is is responsible for that in some ways. You know, the rotation needs the support of the bullpen for 162 games, but the bullpen also needs the support of the rotation. They need to. You know, we need more quality starts out of the out of the starting rotation, and that will save the bullpen some and keep some of those arms fresh. Uh, what if Jesse Winker is a Rookie of the Year candidate? If he is, and if he, especially if he wins it. Wow, that's a big deal. That means things are going well. If Adam Duvall can have a good second half, there's a guy who would be in the top 10 in MVP voting because he's going to have high homers, high double. He's going to be well over 100 RBIs. means he's probably going to hit 260 or above instead of dropping down into the 240s or whatever. So that's that would be great. Now, it doesn't have to be Duvall. You know, what if Shep, I mean, you know, I love Scott Shebler. I hope he has that kind of year. I hope they both do. 
I hope Jesse Winker has a great year. I mean, of course, we hope they all do. Tenth one is kind of a strange one <laughs> and might get some reaction, but what, if the Reds still can't find a full-time spot for Nick Senzel, is that good or bad? Well, if you think about it, here's a guy that might need another year in the minors. They're putting him at all these different infield spots, and I think, don't read into this like, Oh, they put him at second base. They've given up on him on shortstop. I don't think so. I think they want him to be able to play second, short, and they know he can play third. So that if they need a bat in one of those positions, they can bring him up and plug him in. And I think that's I think that's what they're doing. I don't think they've said, oh, this guy can't play shortstop. They haven't come out and said he can that I know of, but you, you see the point. So... If we can't find a full-time spot for him, what does that mean? Well, that means Jose Peraza, Scooter Jeanette, and the corner outfielders, because I still think there's an outside chance someday. You know, Nick, can you play left field? That could happen um, if, the, if it's too hard to get him into the, inf- out, into the infield and we have an opening in the outfield, but either because one of these guys falls apart, gets hurt, doesn't, you know, doesn't play well anymore, um, or gets, becomes trade bait to bring in a good pitcher next year, maybe a starter that we need because we found out this year that, well, we got three guys that are really working out. The rest of these guys are not going to make it. Uh, They're not going to be what we were hoping. Um, But it means, so that's why I say that, the Reds still can't find a full-time spot for Nick Senzel. That means, as I said, these other guys are playing well, and that would be a good thing, and none of us would root against all those guys playing well. So, that's how I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, you can be pessimistic going into the season if you want. Uh, but, right, you know, this is the time of year to be optimistic. So I'm going to be optimistic. A couple weeks from now, who knows, you know. But we want to stay optimistic. And it's a long season. And why, why be down in the dumps at the start? Let's have a little fun now, and let's just see what happens. So we'll talk about that more when the three of us get back together. For now, we're going to segue over here to our friend Lynn Howard and uh, hear what he has to say for us. Well, let's welcome to the show uh, this week a good friend of all of ours, uh, Mr. Lynn Howard, who is a uh, uh, fellow I got to know a few years ago on a long trip. Long trip. <laughs> long trip. We uh, uh, After a couple of days, I think we felt like we'd known each other for a long time. So uh, Lynn is a, a baseball fan. And he's got a lot of uh, uh, history and some stories to tell here. So, tell me, tell 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 us. Growing up, you were a fan of who? Living up near Cleveland, I was a fan of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Many nights of uh, driving over and sitting in that huge old stadium, always took a sweater, sweatshirt, coat, no matter what it was. Yeah. It's always really cold there. Right. And then you come to college down here in Cedarville, down near Cincinnati, and. Uh, I guess if you can't beat them, join them a little bit. Something like that. <laughs> right. 1969, I came to Cedarville, then Cedarville College. Uh-huh. And one of the guys on our basketball team, his parents lived down in Cincinnati. And he had someone that worked there in the ticket office. So occasionally we would take off after basketball practice and head down to, uh, or baseball practice as it was sometimes too, go down to Cincinnati and catch a game. Yeah. So I kind of, Fell in love with the Reds. So you came here in 69. Did you go to Crosley? We went to Crosley. 
Yeah. Parked back in the alley back there. <laughs> so you went to a few games at Crosley, it sounds like. Went to Crosley, then to Riverfront, mm -hmm. then Progressive, and whatever it is what, now. Whatever they, whatever they are. It. Whatever yeah, this well, week it's it is. Great American Ballpark. Great American. Progressive, that's in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, oh. So yeah. There we go. So it's all over the place. All over the place. That was, yeah, let's face it, the Indians were not much to root for in those days. Rocky Colavito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was about it. But the Reds, that was the beginning of the big red machine and everything. Right. And um, who did you uh, who'd you have uh, affinity to on that team? Who was your favorite player? Well, I've, I've always been a Pete Rose fan. Yeah. I've always tried to model myself on the field. <laughs> on the field after to Pete. Pete. Uh, yeah. You hit the ball, and you never just think it's a single. You hit the ball, you go around first base like it's a double. Mm -hmm. If they miss it, you go into second. If they don't, you make them throw back to you. Right. He was Charlie Hustle. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, growing up, he was my favorite player, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, things have happened and changed some of our views of him, for sure. But uh, as a ball player, uh, we appreciated that, and yeah. he was the, he was the man. He was the tops. And um, and so that's where we are on that. And you probably got an autograph of his somewhere, don't you? Uh, real ones and fake ones. <laughs> I used to uh, deal a little bit in baseball cards and uh -huh. baseballs, autographs. Um, we we got a lot of those during spring training. We'd take the family down to mm -hmm. Florida, and I could tell the difference. I can right now the difference between a real Pete Rose signature and a fake Ooh, Pete Rose signature. You're an expert, huh? So did a couple Just of naked eye. You don't have to get the uh, no sir no microscope. My, the uh, little mic. He has uh, one of the best, clearest autographs of anyone. You can actually read it. Yeah, and they're so detailed. It's, right. I had one on a picture when I was a kid uh, in New Carlisle. There was a auto dealership there and he was there one time when i was a kid signing autographs on pictures and, and i know that i've got it's just a little black and white portrait of him says pete rose and Sandy reds mm -hmm. or something on it and then he he was signing them and handing them up you know you just go through the line with your picture sign it was free then you didn't have to pay for that i'm sure the dealership paid for him to be there yes but we didn't have to pay for those autographs so um well lynn has brought some ball caps with him so why don't we start this is well, let's do this all-star. Um, There's the all-star one. Is that the all-star one? Yeah. So this cap, Chevrolet, the official choice, all-star game, Cincinnati, Ohio, July 12, 1988. And so that, look at that, it's that with the mesh back. Center it, yeah. The, and the, and the, the foam, luckily, hasn't even dissolved. Right, but. and the foam front, yeah. You know, they don't make hats like that anymore, do they? Thank which goodness. Is, which is really good because I never really liked them anyway <laughs> that no. much. So that so did you go to the All Star game? Um, we took the family. Couldn't afford to go with three kids, and yeah. my wife and myself. We yeah. went down the day before and got to see practice, and uh, it was only like five dollars each to go in for something like that. Oh, that was fun. And we got to go in and watch them practice. But no, did not go to that one. No, but you got to see a lot of ball players in practice. Oh my, so that yes. was pretty neat. People to see you them see all. on television that. Uh, from the other league, where you're not used to seeing. Right. Well, yeah. Exactly. So now, 2015, we all remember Great American Ballpark having the uh, All-Star Game in 2015 and the Todd Frazier, you know, uh, Home Run Derby Championship and all that and how exciting all that was. So uh, did you go to this one? Yes. You did get to go to the game? Got to go to that. Oh, got to cool. go to, out in the, uh, sat out in left field before the game and Actually got to yell down at Todd Frazier and that type of thing, but uh, yeah, we had uh, we had a great time. I was able to go with both my sons and my son-in-law, so it was a great activity for the four. Well, that's that's fun. That's that was a, awesome. That's a great memory. So, 
so this uh, oh we got a pin on here too that's neat so this one this ball cap says uh, World Series champions wire to wire and if you're a Reds fan you know what that means yeah. 1990 and Eric Davis and Jose Rio and all those guys phenomenal and Sabo and how much fun that was that year mm-hmm. um, where'd you get what's the where'd you get this hat <laughs> well that's an interesting thing because I did not buy that at the ballpark I actually bought that in Springfield Ohio. <laughs> After the final game and the final out, all of a sudden you could go out to any corner and people were pulling up in trucks and opening the back ends of their trucks. And even in Springfield? Even in Springfield oh selling memorabilia. And I thought, I may not get a chance. So I ran up to Springfield and got a wire-to-wire hat yeah. and a World Series 1990 pin. Well, that's, that's cool. That's cool. My sister was in Phoenix when Ohio State won national championship in football out there. Yeah. And she bought me a... Um, a t-shirt you know off the street that day or they were giving them out and um, and I think she bought me one and she bought me a t-shirt from Cincinnati that year too that they were selling on the street after they'd won something I don't remember if it was the World Series or they were going to the World Series I can't remember now I've got to find that shirt Um, but yeah it's kind of neat how they do that and um, would they do that today probably if you can make a buck you will right well and now (laughs) now you get online you get online and order it, it. You can get it immediately after the games, yeah. that type of thing. Right. Have your Amazon Prime get it in two there days. There you go. <laughs> now this one. Now now we get to the autographs. And uh, let's start. Uh, we'll start with this one. Now that hat. Who's that going to fit? That hat. <laughs> that's kind of. Um, <laughs> anyone from Southern Ohio knows the name Anthony Munoz. Yes. The offensive tackle for the Bengals. Yeah. He has a foundation that each year. He has a golf outing, and he has mainly Hall of Fame football Hall of Famers, but also he has other sports in there and, and uh, a lot of Cincinnati former ball players. And I had the privilege of being the chauffeur for George Foster that day <laughs> and uh, caddy for him mm-hmm. in that. And at the end, they gave those hats out, and then I got and George graciously signed it for me and right just there, said thank George you. George Foster. What year was this? 2012. 2012. So this is pretty recent. Mm-hmm. And George George uh, kind of looks like he could still play ball, doesn't he? It's interesting. <laughs> uh, when my son used to work for the Arizona Diamondbacks and we would go out for spring training, the Reds and the Indians opened up their new facility a few years ago in Goodyear. Right. And they used the same field, of course. Sure. George sets up a table just like this. And he still sells autographs, <laughs> but I still see that the man could could hit. Yeah, he could hit. He's he still has the build. Yeah, he he does. Eric Davis looks great too. Eric Davis and George Foster are amazing men. Yeah, they they look like they could. I mean, you get up close, they do look older when you see yeah. them in the face, but the body it's still there. It's still there. It's amazing. All right, so this one, um, my partners here, Kim and Tom, be very jealous of this. Has Kim seen this? Have you ever shown uh, that to him? No, I'm smart enough to know that I want to hide it from him. <laughs> well. So that has number five's autograph on it, Mr. Johnny Bench. And um, tell me about this. When when, and how did you manage that? Um, as I said, my uh, an assistant principal and myself, when I taught up near Springfield, we decided to sell some baseballs and autographs, that type of thing. And so we actually had Johnny Bench come in on a Saturday to Hare Arena 
and paid him. I won't tell you how much. Oh, you were a part. You were the we you were, were the, the promoter. We were the promoter. <laughs> we were the promoter. We had dealers right. come in and nice. sold their wares, cards, balls, you name it. They sold it, mm-hmm. and we paid him for four hours. And Johnny Bench or Pete Rose came on a Saturday. We handed him money. And he signed for the four hours. Not a minute early did he come, and not a minute late did he stay. <laughs> and not a, and um, I don't know who all will be seeing this, but it's no, there's no secret to, to Pete Rose. No, yeah, he's that way. He, uh, yeah. you know, like, could I have an extra one for my son? And you know, yeah, if I wanted to pay for it, and I'm sitting there with him, pictures with me, and the, and Johnny Bench then came in on Sunday. Um, same thing as far as time. He stayed until everybody signed. He was very nice. I have pictures with him and my daughter. You know, we each got a ball. But I should have brought um, Cabbage Patch. My youngest son has a Cabbage Patch doll, and it's a baseball player. And he took it both days, so he has Johnny Bench and Pete Rose on this. Oh, really? It's brand new in the box. Awesome. And uh, so that was good. But so that's Johnny, how we got so Johnny, Johnny Bench. So Johnny, was that your hat that you had there? You took the hat and said, Yeah, this is hat. not a real fancy hat or anything. No. But Again, I was trying not as a, a promoter there. We weren't trying to drool too much on those guys. <laughs> That's right. It's like uh, uh, when I'm uh, working, covering games and stuff, I've been around some guys at times and you know that's a big no-no don't yeah. ask for autographs when no you're, sir when you're working in the press you don't ask for autographs no no <laughs> not that i ever thought that i wanted to but still that's a big no-no so for, yeah. yeah for yeah. five dollars tonight i will give you one of mine if you're interested <laughs> after, five bucks. after we're well you know i'm a little light in a wallet well, and uh i don't have that five bucks on me but i'll uh it's your loss it's my loss it's my loss all right so as said Lynn a lot of Reds fandom in his life um but he has a son his name is Jason and uh um Jason's made quite a career for himself working in in professional sports worked for the Indiana Pacers right yes and then worked for the Arizona Diamondbacks yes and all in the in the ticketing office and and those types of things and promotions and now he works how many years this will be his sixth year sixth year with the world champion Houston Astros and of course, you know, when your son is doing that kind of job, there's there's some benefits, right? You get the there was last year. There was last year. So we have this World Series champs ball cap here uh, for the Astros, and it's hard to see. It's in silver. It's like in a silver sharpie, and that is um, one of the highest paid ball players in Major League Baseball. Just as signed a hundred as of this week or so, ten or hundred so, some million yeah, dollars. Yeah, and a guy that looks up to you. Yes, he looked up to me when he <laughs> when I gave me, gave me Jose gave me. Altuve. So uh, that's a pretty neat thing. So um, so Lynn got to be, you know, Lynn got to go to the World Series games in Houston. Um, he goes to some games every year. They go down and you know he's got grandkids down there, right? You yes. get out to see the grandkids, see your son, and your daughter in law. Go to some games and and this year, wow, World Series. So, what was it like being at those World Series games um, at Minute Maid? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, as a sports freak, yeah, and playing ball ever since you were old enough to tie your shoes, and then high school ball and four years of baseball at Cedarville College. Mm-hmm. And uh, even getting a chance to try out for the Reds, that was an experience. Oh, did you? Yeah. But they well, said, thanks for coming. Have a nice day. <laughs> but, uh, 
But you, uh, you went to one of those tryout camps yes, that they have, yeah, and uh, got invited to one of those. Oh, did you as actually well, got invited? As, as well as the other people there, that they said, "Thank you for coming. Have a nice day." <laughs> There's a million just like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, that was quite an experience to get to actually see. We saw nine ball games. We got to see the playoff games. Right. We got to to see the uh, Boston Red Sox series at home, and then we got to see four of the Yankees series when they came in and then finished off with seeing the LA Dodgers. So we got to see nine ball games, got to spend a month with our two grandkids and our daughter-in-law. It was phenomenal. Yeah. In fact, I just, before I came over here, I just texted my son. Um, that was November 1st when they won the game, the last game. And tonight, in fact, started 10 minutes ago, the Astros are hosting exhibition at Minute Maid. This is start day one of the new a new yeah. uh, new year, and I just wrote and I said seemed like a very short off season. Yeah, but it was well worth the time yeah. of actually going into November. Yeah, yeah, very short. Um, and when it ends like that, oh, it, was it amazing. just feels so close. So, you, one story you told me when we talked about this before, what, what I thought that I thought was super interesting, <clears throat> just the the energy is, and I've. A lot of us have been at ball games. I've been in gyms. I've been at ballparks, whatever, and the crowd is into it and, oh and, and and really and buzzing. Sure. But World Series games like this, especially in Houston, where it's not an everyday occurrence by any means, the buzz in there. And you talked about how you you just wanted to go up to the top of the stadium. Yeah. Because you guys had good seats down low, down lower. But what, why, what, what, why did you go up there, and what was it like when you went up there, and some of the people you talked to? I thought that was a great story. Yeah, our seats were fifteen rows back. But when your son is the senior vice president <laughs> of ticket sales and and uh, strategy for a, for a team, um, our those were his regular seats, his yeah. four seats. Uh -huh. And I started to think, I wonder what it looks like, and I wanted to take some pictures. So I huffed it all the way to the top, all the way behind home plate, looking as high as I could up where all the duct work is, and stood up there for a couple of innings, and the fans up there were going bonkers. They were screaming, yelling. You would have thought they were sitting in the front row. It was such an awesome experience up there. And I said, do you ever think you'd like to sit down closer? They said, no way. This is, you see everything. It's just, it was, it was an awesome experience. So I just walked around and I went out to center field and did the same thing, looking back in and then left field and right field. So you just did that one of the nights? Just one of the nights. Yeah. Each night I took a different place and went to a different area oh, for a oh, couple of innings. okay, cool. Just to see. And it was just, it was just, it was amazing. But the, the way that the fans, uh, especially, especially, like I said, the whole buildup last year was with, Hurricane Harvey, mm -hmm. which of course hit the Houston area as it did other areas. Um, they needed something to kind of bring them together. And the Astros just happened to be that something, that medicine they needed. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fans were just going crazy. It was just electric. I can't wait. Next Monday, they open at home. A week from this Monday, they open at home. And it'll be their, of course, first game after the series just to see what the fans, what kind of carryover it is with the fans. Mm -hmm. And I think then Tuesday the guys get their rings mm -hmm. and uh, their championship, World Series rings. Yeah. Now so you're going down was, to Houston. We, we leave you, this. Are you going to be at those games? Yes, yeah. Ah. yeah. They open up this coming Thursday for real games. They play a three-game series at uh, Texas against the Rangers. Okay. But they're opening at Minute Maid. Their first home game is next Monday. Monday. Who do they play, do you know? Yeah, they play the Baltimore Orioles for three oh, series. okay, cool. 
So we'll get There'll to be a see lot of orange that. in the ballpark. A lot that of night. orange that day. A lot <laughs> just, of orange that day. Just saw the Orioles in uh, Florida spring training. I was down there for a week on spring break. Went to Sarasota, where the Reds used to play. Yeah. The old that ballpark, which has been renovated, and they played the uh, Blue Jays that day, and it was fun to, to get to go to a ball game. So you know, you get to feel the the, the fever for it, yeah. and um, I'm sure you're really excited to get there again. Well, we got to. It's interesting. Last year, with the first year of opening the new park down at uh, West Palm Beach. The Nationals and the Astros opened their new Mm -hmm. spring training park. And we happened to be able, I wanted to go down and see it. So we were there the very first day of the Mm -hmm. very first part of the park and got to see that. And then we got to see all the way up through the World Series last year. So this year I thought we better get down there again. So my wife and I just got back last week. We went down and saw two of the games there at at, uh, the park down there. We got to see the Nationals and the Marlins play. Cool. Well, the Astros. I mean, they they should they'll contend again this year. I mean, they're going to be in the hunt. You know, no guarantees no. anybody will win who who could win it this year, but they certainly will be in the hunt and keep that yeah. place buzzing. Two series of seven games. That I mean, you yeah. can't get any closer than that. No, that was fun. That was that was, was amazing. Good. Well, I appreciate you come talk about that. I mean, I just uh, we had talked about this some before, and and I uh, just really enjoyed hearing sure. all those stories. And so. Um, before you go, I don't know how much of an eye you're, you're keeping on the Reds right now. Mm-hmm. Just saw a special on Votto before I came. Did you? Got me fired up. <laughs> Got me fired up. That boy can hit, can he? He's, he's not too shabby. He's pretty fun to watch. Do you watch? Do you turn him on a decent amount? Uh, it's interesting because we usually have the television on the Reds, mm-hmm. and then sitting over here we have the computer MLB on with if the Astros play. If the Astros unless play. they start at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, bedtime, uh, right? That's bedtime. <laughs> which, which, go ahead, I'll let you ask. No, your go question. ahead. So, uh, so what do you think? Uh, th- this rebuild's been mm-hmm. going on. Um, you know, there's all the problems of last year with the pitching, right. and, and we're trying to sort out a few position things. What? Um, what do you think this year? How much, how much can these guys improve? If I can use a correlation. Yeah, sure. Um, when my son went to the Astros, they lost 111 games, 106 games. What, well, you know, they bad. were, it was, it was worse than bad. Yeah. When they moved from the, uh, National League to the American League, American League to the National League, that really made a, a big time difference. And, they were playing teams like the Dodgers and different things. But they were losing like crazy. And then they got rid of all of their high-priced, which I'm surprised Votto is still in a red uniform. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would if he didn't like it. He really loves the town. Mm-hmm. But a similar thing happened with the Astros. They sold off all of their good players, and they started working with their younger players. And I thought, this isn't going to work. And for about three years, it didn't. And that's what I'm kind of seeing here in Cincinnati. And I think that... I won't say they're a year away or two years away, but I think that's what's going to start happening. The younger players are going to start coming up, and then they're going to probably buy a couple of players for short-term contracts, which can get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. And then I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. It's hard. It's hard to. Yeah. Hard to do that, especially <clears throat> when you're sitting down or going to a game and you're paying that much money to go to a ball game. You you don't like going home sad. Right, and seeing a guy pitch who you've never heard of. No. Um, what do you think of Luis Castillo? Don't know much about him right now. Uh, I don't because during the spring training and everything, I was looking more towards what the Astros have bringing up. But uh, 
I know that he's going to be a strong ball player. You can tell just from everything that that I have seen on him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be. I think he's going to be a great addition. Yeah. Um, so there's, in terms of that team, because um, I'm going to when we put the rest of this together with the other guys and the real uh, the real Reds, the, the, the other gurus. the other old Reds fans. Yeah, the gurus. The, 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 yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna we're gonna basically say. We did this last year. How much? How many games can these guys win? So, and and you know, force a prediction out of them. Save that question for them. Save that for them. You don't want you don't want to go out on that limb. No, not if this is being recorded. Well, let me ask you this: Do they have a chance to get above five hundred this year, or do you? What do you think? You don't have to put a number on mm. it. You can you can say do yes, no, or you can say yes, no, or I'm. I mean, we're hopeful, right? But you know. What, what do you think? I think it's all going to depend on how the arms are. Yeah, I, I agree. think they're hitting. I think their hitting is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to take them a little bit of time. Some of the younger ones to catch up to the fastballs and what a real curveball looks like. And mm-hmm. but uh, I think they're going to do better than they did last year. I really do. But uh, I can they get to five hundred? As is right. That's the that's. I think that's where we all are. I'm last not a betting man, but I, I yeah. don't know that I could go <laughs> yeah. ahead and say yes. <laughs> Yeah, if the over under was uh, eighty one and eighty one, you don't know if you could go over, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think we're all that way. So, well, we look forward to a good season, and I hope hopefully it's got to be better. I like the young arms, but um, and even I like Homer Bailey, but Homer's going to be it, a big key it, it, in in a lot of ways. When you look at that rotation, because of coming off of injuries, yeah. because of being young and guys who are who are hurt who should be in the rotation. It's like everything's a question mark. There's nothing like sort of proven. I mean, we know Homer is a major league pitcher, but we don't know if he's a really good major league pitcher post surgeries. So that's where in the young guys. So we just you don't know. So you just sit back and and hope that three or four of them really do pitch well. And if we gotta fumble around with that fifth and fourth spot some of the times, that's the way it's gonna go. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of find a solid three and then we're still searching and hunting for those last two, if they can stay healthy. And when you have a team that's rebuilding, the general manager and the president of the clubs, they do not want to go out and spend a lot of money yet. Not yet. And that's why you get when you get a little bit closer is when you're willing to then put the millions out there to take you to the top. Yeah, if this team won 85 games mm-hmm. last year, they probably would have signed a they might have signed a Jake Arrieta or right. a Lance Lynn or something. Definitely. They, they might have done it then, but they haven't got they're to that ready point yet. yet. They're not right. quite ready to do that. Cause they're ready, but the team's not the ready. The team's not ready, yeah. So, well, at least Joey is uh, saying, hey, I'm ready to win. I'm, we we got to give the fans something. So hopefully that leadership and, and some of that want to will spill over and, and, and buy, you know win them some games. Right. And hopefully they'll stay a lot more healthy than a year ago, and we'll do that. Well – Appreciate you coming over. Thanks a lot for being here and appreciate it. And um, we always say go Reds, but uh, hey, I don't for, have any problem with that. For, for you, I'm also going to say go Astros. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, they always a lot of people say, who do you root for? And I said, the Reds and whoever my son works for. When he was a Pacers, we worked for the Pacers. The Pacers were my team, <laughs> even though they're not um, baseball. Yeah. But uh, you always you always try to root for your kids. Absolutely. At least I do. I don't know about Oh, you. I think everybody does. Oh, you think so? I'm pretty sure people I do. do. Too. Well, Jeff, thank you for having me on. This has been fun.
All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Lynn. We'll talk to you later. All righty. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that time with Lynn and um, his good friend, as I said, and uh, really enjoyed his stories. So that's kind of wrap it up for today's show. Uh, we'll get back to you soon with some predictions for the season. And we'll have plenty of reaction, I'm sure, to the first few lineups we see on the field. Who's batting leadoff? Who's batting cleanup? Who's playing center field? Who's playing left field? Who's playing right field? Is uh, Jose Peraza playing a good shortstop? Uh, what's Scooter Jeanette looking like? What's our bench looking like? All those good things. So I'm sure there will be all kinds of opinions about that. So until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.